Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 76 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. On Thursday this week, the podcast hit 10,000 downloads, which is totally amazing. I didn't think it was possible when I started, so thanks for listening to me waffle on all the time. I'd also like to say thanks to Josh Rice, who is in the Facebook group, for giving me the idea for this week's episode, which is how to price commercial headshots and real estate. Now, I always tell you to sell products to your customers, and if you do offer digital files, charge a good price. Put that price up nice and high. But that doesn't work with commercial customers. If you shoot real estate, headshots, or commercial photography, your product is digital files. These customers have got absolutely no use for a frame print. So how do we price them? The first thing you need to do is to find out how many photo shoots you need to do to make a profit. You can download the pricing spreadsheet at 50millimeterframework.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. The photographysidehustle.com website will soon be finished, but for now I'm still using the old site. So let's start with real estate. Now there's a huge difference in real estate. You could be looking at a 600 square foot apartment or a 10,000 square foot mansion. Photo shoot pricing depends on property values, property size, and what the realtors are willing to pay for your services. The way I would do it is look at all the properties in your area that you want to serve. Check out the photos used in the listings. Are they very professional or do they look like they were shot with an iPhone? Which sometimes turn out okay, but generally not. Can you match the professional photos? Can you produce the same sort of photo? Now, I used to be a member of the, this is going back to like 2007, 2008, the Yahoo Real Estate Forum. It's like a Facebook group, basically. We used to post photos, talk about how we lit them and the settings that we used. If you think the best real estate photographers just walk into any room and take a photo, think again. To get a great photo, you need to light the room with flashes. Not one flash on top of your camera, but lots of flashes spread out around the room, hidden behind counters, couches, and doorways. Now, if you are shooting a really small space, like a 600-square-foot apartment, one on-camera flash will do the job. Big houses, lots of flashes, small spaces, just one flash should do it. So when you're pricing a shoot, think about how much time it's going to take you to light that room and get ready to start taking pictures. Now, a run-down 3,000-square-foot house on a lake won't need the same amount of photos, especially the internal photos, that a renovated 3,000-square-foot showcase home on the same lake will need. The realtors want to emphasize the best points of the property. So if you're asked to price a property like this, a run-down property that's in pretty bad shape, don't price it the same as the showcase home that's just down the road. So let's think about how to price for your area. The first thing I would do is talk to a few realtors. Ask them what they pay for the listing to be photographed. Find out what they get, such as photos, walkthrough video, and drone footage. When you have a list of prices and examples of the photos that the other photographers offer, try to figure out where you fit in. If you feel that you can compete in the mid-range, make a profit from it at that price level, then go for it. If you feel like you can match the top guys, again... Nothing stopping you, just go for it. If I was to start shooting real estate today, I think I would price my packages based on the list price. 
square footage isn't accurate as a as a guide. You can have a 1,200 square foot house listed at a million or a 3,000 square foot house that's listed for just 300,000. So it depends what area it's in. So the more money the house is worth, the more money the realtor is going to make, the more money they can afford to pay you. Um, so I would definitely base my packages on the list price. Next one is headshots. Now, this is probably the easiest to price. Mr. Smith is a local businessman. His wife has just told him that the selfie he posted on LinkedIn is pitiful. Well, she used worse words than that, but let's go with pitiful. And he needs a professional headshot. He calls you and you tell him the cost is $349 for the first image and $100 for any additional images. Don't mess up your pricing by saying it's $349 for up to five images. Charging extra for each additional image is paying for your extra editing time. Offering up to five images guarantees that they're going to pick five images. Whether they like them or not, they want them. And you're going to have to edit them all at no extra fee. You're not going to get any more money out of them. So if you go with the charging per extra images and they pick four additional images, you're going to make $749 instead of $349, which I think you will agree is a much better deal. So don't put a cap on how much they can spend. As soon as you limit it by putting it in a tight little package with no opening at the end of it, they're going to go for it and you're going to just be stuck at that one price. Okay, last but not least is commercial. Now, I really wasn't looking forward to doing commercial. It's very complicated. I don't like to use the word dumb. I've dumbed it down a little bit. I've made it as simple as I can to try and get a point across. Anyway, commercial. When a commercial photographer prices a shoot, they charge for editing, photography, expenses like assistance, models, studio rental, and usage rights like web, social media usage, and print. But when you're just starting out, it's easier to forget about the usage fee. Once you get established, you can start licensing your images. It's a subject that needs a lot of research. And in a lot of cases, the licensing fee is more than 50% of the invoice. But as we're starting a side hustle and offering your services to a local business, giving a quote of, say, $5,000 plus to a local store owner who's the actual owner, it could cause a heart attack. So we're not going to mess around with that. So we're going to start small and build on each commercial session that you do. The best way is to price your services by the hour and add any additional costs like assistant to the final price or if you're driving a distance charge for the amount of time it takes you. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need. If you need an assistant don't think oh I'll just take it out of my money because you're losing money. You get them to pay for it because it's them that are doing the hiring. Okay, let's say that your hourly rate is $125, which is very low. And I mean really low. This some, the top guys are thousands and thousands of dollars for an hour. So $125 is to get you started. So this product shoot will take four hours to complete and three hours to edit the images. You're going to need an assistant and you're going to drive one hour to the location, which is two hours total because you've got to drive back, of course. Okay, so your invoice will look like this. The top line is going to be photography fee, four hours at $125, that's 500 bucks. Editing fee, three hours at $125 an hour, 375 An assistant, 250 for the day. 
which is six hours this one works out. You've got four hours of shooting and two hours of travel. So an assistant earning 250 bucks for six hours of work is it's okay around here anyway. I don't know what it is. Like if you're in New York or San Francisco, I'm sure it's pitiful. Then you've got your travel, which is two hours, $125 an hour. So total comes to thirteen seventy-five, And they're going to get an awful lot of products shot in that four hours of shooting. Now, if it's a complicated job with lots of setting up and packing away at the end, charge for that time too. Even if it takes 30 minutes, you've got another hour you can charge for. But charge for it. You're not doing anything for free. They've decided to book you. They can pay for you. And remember, you're dealing with a business. They're using your images to make money. And you deserve to be paid well. So don't worry about putting it out there. When you eventually graduate to larger businesses, you can get way more money. Dealing with a small local business, you're talking to the actual owner and it's his money. Large corporations have managers, CEOs, all the different people that you're going to deal with. And all they want is the job to be done. You charging $5,000, $6,000 won't even make them flinch. It doesn't bother them. They've got a budget. You're within their budget. They'll pay it. So start off working with small businesses, graduate to big corporations when you're confident in your work. That's commercial photography compressed. I'm sure if I look into all the usage fees, it'll be another podcast all on its own. But anyway, that's everything I've got this week. I hope you found it useful. If you've got any questions you need answered or there's some subject you need a little bit more info on, get in touch with me through the Facebook group and I'll do a podcast on it. Okay, that's it for this episode. I will be back next week with a lot more waffle. Have a great week. Bye.